Hey, this is Buzz with the Buzz in Education, where I talk about the best tech tips, products, and trends happening in education today. And thanks for joining me here on the podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about Wi-Fi. And in today's environment, having good, stable connections matters when communicating virtually. However, it's not that easy. And with the increased volume of traffic using this form of communication, it's become crowded. And in some cases, overburdened. We're going to use terms like bandwidth, frequency, spectrum, and interoperability, as these are essential terms when talking about Wi-Fi. And understanding what it's all about is what we're going to do on this episode of The Buzz on Education. So stay tuned. Hey, it's Buzz, and welcome to the episode. And as I had mentioned in the opener, we're going to talk about Wi-Fi. For those of you who are listening, I did a play on words spelling the first part of the acronym W-H-Y, making the point of understanding how and why Wi-Fi will be an essential utility to all of us, just like, say, water or electricity. And in thinking about this topic, I thought about who's really vested in Wi-Fi? Who helps guide and shepherd this critical communication platform that many of us rely on daily? Well, that's someone as an organization called Wi-Fi Alliance. There's nobody better to talk about them than Susan Silvera, Director of Business Development at Wi-Fi Alliance. Welcome, Susan. Thank you so much, Buzz. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, well, I immediately thought of you because uh, I certainly have a cursory knowledge, like probably a lot of people that are listening today about things. So I wanted to take a moment for you to kind of break down what Wi-Fi Alliance is so everybody understands. So floor is yours. Sure. Thanks so much. Uh, so the Wi-Fi story is truly phenomenal. So uh, last year, the Wi-Fi Alliance celebrated its 20-year anniversary. And if you aren't familiar with Wi-Fi Alliance, we're the organization made up of, of about 850 companies from around the world. And our member companies range from startups to large multinational companies that you've all heard of. And we're really the forum where industry comes together to drive new innovations around Wi-Fi. And we work with governments to open up new spectrum, which is really the airwave where all that data flows, data traffic flows so that we can access the internet when we want. And we also agree on requirements for global interoperability so that devices can deliver the best user experience. And that means devices being able to work together um, no matter what that environment is. Um, and when and when you see the Wi-Fi certified logo on a product, that product has gone through rigorous Wi-Fi testing to meet industry standards um, so that Wi-Fi certified devices will meet agreed to criteria and work well with other Wi-Fi devices. So when people see that on products they buy, that's kind of you guys in the background, right? Doing all that. Right. Yeah, that's cool. That Wi-Fi logo is us. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that everybody knows what Wi-Fi is, but do they really? So in that vein, I thought we'd cover three key topics for this episode around Wi-Fi. Um, first, I wanted to kind of touch on how is Wi-Fi different than LTE? Because people have a lot of cell phones and they uh, kind of confuse the two. Um, and second, what does the new Wi-Fi 6E mean as a new frequency that's recently been approved by FCC? And third, how does this improve uh, for education, teachers and students communicating and accessing with so much video and, you know, conferencing happening with uh, different platforms like Zoom and Schoology and WebEx, those types of things. So I thought those would be three key topics that we could talk about and we can jump right into the first one about uh, how is Wi-Fi different than LTE? 
Great. Yeah, I know as a consumer or user, many people don't know how or what the difference is because we just know that we're getting our internet or we're making phone calls out on, you know, out on the road or wherever that may be. But there are some big differences. Um, and if we think about cellular and what we know today is LTE and what's soon becoming 5G, um, it's, it's cellular technology that uh, uses um, external towers to go long distances and generally outdoors. And when we look at Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is generally an indoor technology. It can be used outdoors, but it's something that if we think about, you know, we want to get internet to different devices within our homes or within businesses or at schools, we generally use Wi-Fi uh, for that technology. And I would say, though, the exciting thing that's really um, becoming uh, much more of a I guess, synergistic uh, element with the technology is that Wi-Fi and 5G are very complementary. So years ago, they were kind of on parallel paths. If you think about, you know, we did move into Wi-Fi calling on our phones, but now as we're going forward with uh, data increasing so much, um, it's really complementary. And I think it's going to make a better experience for all of us um, as we move into the future. So they don't really compete then, huh? No, I, I mean, you know, generally, when we look at one or the other, it's what is the type of use um, or type of use case, we would say, um, to decide which type of technology we might use. Interesting. Yeah, I know that a lot of times uh, we find Wi-Fi like in Starbucks or we'll find it in grocery stores and different places like that. So which we never saw that even a few years ago, um, you know, so it's kind of cool. And and it's kind of obviously it's in our homes. But uh, do you ever see where uh, Wi-Fi would be something that would have enough muscle that we would use it in outdoor venues? Like uh, if mm -hmm. you went to a football game or you went to uh you know, some outdoor event that, that it would be provided or or it's not going to ever really kind of get there in that form form factor? Or what do you think? Uh, no, absolutely. I mean, that's been happening um, over the last few years. And uh, even going forward with the next generation of Wi-Fi, that's even uh, more the case. And so um, as we're looking at these outdoor venues, so it's, you know, like a stadium, for example, or, you know, sporting event, Wi-Fi is typically the technology of choice because of how it can be managed and um, used at scale. Cool. Well, that brings us to our second uh, topic in uh, Wi-Fi 6E. Uh, I guess it's the new muscle uh, in, uh, in, the, in the platform. So uh, the FCC just approved that. So talk a little bit about that. That sounds like a pretty cool thing. Yeah, no. And so I would say, I wonder if a lot of consumers probably don't know this is coming, but yeah. This is really big news. The fact that we are moving into that next generation of Wi-Fi, which is Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E, is going to be completely transformative. We haven't had this kind of change, I mean, probably since the beginning of Wi-Fi, but uh, I think everyone will be pleasantly surprised. Um, and so we can look at So Wi-Fi 6 is that next generation technology. And those devices started rolling out just um, at the end of last year. and Wi-Fi 6 is the new brand name for Wi-Fi devices that will operate in the new 6 gigahertz spectrum. Um, and that's that spectrum is the, basically the airwaves that the FCC was very forward thinking and um, approved opening that up specifically for Wi-Fi 6 devices. And in, it's a in, huge amount of spectrum. So just in, <laughs> just in plain English, that spectrum kind of opens up from a two-lane highway to like what? 
eight lane highway or something huge like that, right? I mean, it's, it's, I, it's, it's amazing. Um, it's, it, we've never seen anything like it. I mean, the, the difference from what we're going to tort to that huge amount of spectrum in six gigahertz is going to be phenomenal. Wow. What would a, what would a end user experience in a, in a Wi-Fi six type thing versus what they're using now? Would it just be like, like almost like you're hardwired or, I mean, is it, is it like that? <laughs> I don't know. I kind of, I was trying to think, what is a good analogy for Wi-Fi 6 and being in Wi-Fi 6E versus, um, you know, what we're experiencing today? And I mean, to your point, I was thinking about kind of a single lane dirt road versus a 16 lane highway that's not congested. <laughs> or somebody <laughs> and, had a Toyota Camry and bought a Corvette. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. You know. A bike to a Ferrari. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it, the, the interesting thing about it is not only will it resolve some of the challenges that we see today around Wi-Fi and running out of that spectrum, now that we've opened up the spectrum, we've got better technology coming, we're going to experience new technologies we haven't even thought of yet. I mean, it changes the whole game big time. Cool. When will we begin to kind of see that starting to happen? Because the, the FCC just approved us, what, a couple months ago or longer? Or mm -hmm. Yeah, back in April, they, they uh, secured uh, that spectrum for Wi-Fi. And we can start to expect to see, we believe, around the end of this year and into um, 2021, we'll start to see those devices um, become available. Wow. That's really cool. Something to look forward to. Um, our last and third topic is um, how do you see uh, this kind of improved spectrum and just Wi-Fi in general uh, helping teachers and students communicate, uh, you know, with so much access going on uh, as mm -hmm. we're as teachers are teaching remotely and kids are homebound because of uh, the conditions that we have today. And, and for the foreseeable future, it looks like schools are going to either be a hybrid where they go a little bit back to school and a little bit at home. At least that's what mm -hmm. we are seeing at this point. So um, where do you see the, uh, some of this performance bump or, or anything like that where schools would adopt maybe Wi-Fi 6 or some other thing like that? How could that really help uh, teachers and students? Right. Well, in addition to just better bandwidth and faster speeds, there's other elements that come with Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 6E that will be incredibly beneficial when we think about schools. So um, the one that comes to mind for me is security. So um, they come with what we call WPA3 security. So that's where we've got kind of that more enterprise grade level of security and encryption on these networks to allow for, um, you know, secure data flow and access for the networks that students are accessing. So, um, and that will be required with any Wi-Fi 6E devices or, um, yeah, devices going forward is um, the WPA3 security. So that that is really a huge benefit. And especially when we care about our students, whether they're children up through teenagers, having, um, you know, we don't, we don't want them to be hacked or, you know, um, yeah. you know, we want to ensure that they, that they're secure when they're online. So it's incredibly important. Yeah. And I know that many school districts uh, to be uh, compliant with state and federal laws mm -hmm. um, have to have that. So that's a great point. Um, you know, security, because I mean, you could have the best spectrum in the world, but if, if uh, it isn't encrypted properly and people can just encroach on that and uh, people that we don't want seeing certain data, data that's being uh, used by schools uh, as it relates to students, that's a really terrific point because that, that could be a real backbreaker because you could have all the speed in the world, but if it isn't secure, then it wouldn't be, you know, valued as much. So that's really right. a great thing. 
Um, anything on the horizon that you see that uh, that would be an off topic here that uh, you think, hey, this would be something interesting to know about? I mean, sure, yeah, no, I I, I think where uh, learning can really go. I mean, I know there have been years of discussions around ed tech and what can happen, but now that we're really in this space and you know, Wi-Fi is our lifeline to our classrooms, then you know, as we move forward, I think teachers come up with kind of different ways that they want to keep their students engaged and have really good student outcomes. I think there's going to be a really interesting opportunity for new innovations around learning. And I mean, I just think about all these great technologies that are available that can really engage the student. If we're using technology, I mean, clearly augmented reality and virtual reality is one thing, but even going more forward, the thing that I find really interesting is if we think about spatial computing, well, to be able to do that where we've got holograms and maybe a teacher's using a visual or hologram of like a heart to explain how that works to her students as an example, um, that's gonna take a lot of bandwidth to really have good quality and be able to create a collaborative environment. Um, and so I think, you know, as we're looking forward and going down that path, I think that's gonna be, um, you know, maybe one example of, of what we can see with this improved uh, capability. And um, I think there's gonna be a lot of other things we haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, I was seeing an article about uh, some maker products like robotics and such that are using Wi-Fi as point-to-point -point communications uh, mm -hmm. from users so that you could do coding and push it up over Wi-Fi and have it drop in on uh, you know, a device and have it do certain things and functions. Uh, and so with maker and invention, such a big, big deal in the kinesthetic space where kids are actually doing things with their hands, mm -hmm. having, you know, like typically they have Bluetooth and some other things, but having a beefy Wi-Fi could be a great uh, communication, you know, pipe right to the device mm -hmm. to do certain things. And kids would, you know, really love to do that kind of thing. So yeah, that, it just it almost boggles your mind about if we just if we just really opened it up what could really happen and i think that that's probably one of the exciting things we're just at the precipice of a really of a new era in wi-fi as mm -hmm. you kind of said from the outset um with this whole new uh approval from the fcc so it's really cool really cool definitely definitely well, that I think covers uh, why Fi, because uh, you know a lot of people uh, probably didn't know a lot of this, and uh, now they know that you guys are kind of uh, in the background uh, shepherding all this cool stuff, and uh, you know this is a big part of the fabric of how we communicate, and certainly how uh, kids and teachers uh, teach and learn. So uh, timely uh, that we have you here as a guest of ours on uh, the Buzz in Education, and we thank you so much for all your terrific insights and uh, joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if uh, anyone wants to uh, listen to this, we're going to go ahead and uh, put some information on uh, Wi-Fi Alliance and uh, so that you can actually go to their site and read a little bit more about all the good things that they're doing. And uh, stay tuned for some more episodes uh, with us. Uh, we've got some good stuff coming. Uh, school year is going to begin here shortly uh, as we are in the throes of uh, July already. And uh, thanks again for joining us. On Until next time, this is Buzz with the Buzz in Education, and we'll be talking with you soon. Keep learning.